Hello, and welcome to episode 121 of Relics of Ore, the podcast about Guild Wars, Guild Wars 2, and the Guild Wars community. I am Grybok, once again filling in for Cole, and uh, today joining me once again is Spirit. Hello, everyone. Uh, this is going to be a probably short cast because basically nothing happened this week and we're both asleep, so uh, we'll see how it goes. <laughs> uh, so I guess uh, it's time to talk about the rotating cog. <sighs> no patch Tuesdays. Give me something to kill already. You know what they say, a patchless Tuesday amasses nothing to talk about. So we've had uh, not a whole lot going on. Um, I guess this whole week, uh, this whole past week, Anet's been doing sort of a once-a-day blog release style um, update, or not really update, but recap of the first season of The Living Story. And it's there hasn't really been any writing, but there's been a collection of um, video, you know, Video video content uh, and other things. So, um, God, we started with the recap, which was oh, that was cool. It was kind of it was a cool little cinematic. Did you watch that? Yeah, the, it was pretty nice. It was a very uh, actually, I thought of it because we uh, we did the episode of Smithy Smithy a few weeks back, and it's a really handy kind of two three minute review of what exactly happened and how that's going to be affecting the game forward in a nice little video that I can link people instead of going, crap, I don't remember what happened. There was some stuff happening. Yeah, yeah, exactly. My uh, my wife has been taking a bit of a break from Guild Wars 2, and just yesterday she asked me, so you know, so what's going on right now in, in Guild Wars 2? And I was like, well, right now there's not a ton going on, but there was a video that you know that summed up the the story but she'd already seen that part but for people that maybe took a break during the story you know yeah it's i can definitely see that that's that's good and it's well produced you know it's got good Mm -hmm. music and all that jazz so um i feel like that was (laughs) i feel like this is gonna is like an inverse bell curve in terms of uh how good the content was like it started out pretty high and then it sort of rapidly started taking a taking a dip, but then it ended <laughs> on a high note. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, what you want to talk about the second day? Uh, so, <laughs> in a completely unprecedented move, Arena Net Marketing does something that makes the community confused and uncomfortable. Uh, <laughs> and they put a link to actually it was just like a wallpaper right and then if you looked on the wallpaper it linked to an outside website you had no idea it was taking you there it was an IGN article about the video they put out the day before yeah it's and it's not even a long article it's like 300 words if I had to guesstimate (laughs) like it's it is very short Um, it's by Leah Jackson who I mean you know, she's she's not bad, and she yeah, knows what she's talking about. But I don't think there was anything wrong, like inherently wrong, with the article itself. It's just a b- bizarre way of conveying it to us. That yeah, it was very strange. Like it, <laughs> yeah. I mean, if not like the first thing was that recap Scarlet's War, right? Mm-hmm. Is the name of the video, 
And this one is The Legacy of Scarlet's War. And it seems like that should have just been the name of the video, and those two posts should have just been the same one. Yeah. And, and you know, I, I don't know. It was very strange. And like you said, the presentation format was also very strange of, you know, having having their link up. And, and it was... It got tweeted by several members of the ANET staff, like the link to that page that was then just a link to IGN. It was... <laughs> it was kind of head scratching, and you you mentioned that uh, there was a precedent for that. <laughs> um, I don't I don't want to be mean because they're people, but sometimes ArenaNet's marketing has. Um, I I can understand maybe how it sounded cool and then just didn't quite hit execution or something. Mm-hmm. Um. I think we have two examples. Yep. This is the first one. The first one was the oh oh yeah. <laughs> well, the first one that actually came out was was that trailer, and it was it was odd. It was a head scratcher. Um, yeah. <laughs> do you want to talk about that at all? There was the the trailer at launch, the revolution trailer. Yeah. Where. It was very much centered on this theme of revolution. We were going, this is not what this game is about. And I wonder if it's because we're not the audience. Like, we're the people that are already going to buy it. We appreciate the game for the Lord. I wonder if they just tried to make it look cool for people outside. For But, like, for people inside the community, it was very uncomfortable. It was very weird, yeah. And, well, because it had this whole, like, post-apocalyptic vibe, didn't it? Yeah. Is that the one I'm thinking of? Yeah, also... This is what sticks with me, Arena. It looked like way, it was a trailer for Mirror's Edge. Like... Yeah, uh, she had she spray paints something in red on a wall while holding a blue spray can, and that <laughs> drove me nuts. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, okay, I'm watching it right now. There's no way you would know that that's a blue spray can unless you stopped it. I think Neo Nugget paused it and circled it and then tweeted oh, it. Oh, I'm and sure. That's the reason why. <laughs> but it but I just watched the screen. I mean, it was on the screen for less than a quarter of a second. I mean, you had to be watching for that. I'll 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 give them a pass on that aspect of it. But I mean, yeah, they're swimming through like a flooded hotel right now. I'm just watching it's, it as yeah, we're talking. Yeah, it's some seriously cool like cool imagery, but it yeah. didn't like. It was very disjoint, like the message and the game. I mean, we've I all felt. seen ads like that where you watch this ad and you go, I have no idea what the hell this oh, is talking about. Like, 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 like a, there's a shoe commercial that sells you butts. Uh, sure, yeah. <laughs> I haven't. Se- I don't really watch commercials anymore, um, as a side note. I, when I do... Maybe that's what's happened. I've become an old grognard about, like... <laughs> about commercials like back in my day commercials used to talk about what they sold (laughs) like fascinating like in the off chance that i'm actually watching actual television with commercials i analyze them oh it's physically painful to me (laughs) to watch real commercials now i haven't watched commercials really in eight years like it's great anyway um but that was odd and then the other one was the taxi <laughs> the like wasn't the taxi one yeah that... yeah i don't even oh, yeah. know what was that even used in were they was it i don't like, even know a viral video or were they using it as an advertisement yeah i don't know it was odd um <laughs> it almost had like 
like a weird cash cab vibe. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it it was odd. That, well, and now that we're doing it, there was also the Guild Wars Two pledge thing. Oh, it wasn't even I in the show notes. Forgot about that. That was yeah. also very strange. That was also a little bit. I think hard. <laughs> the theme I'm noticing between all three of these is it involves you like touting the mechanic or not the not the mechanics of the game, but like the features of the game as being free to play or not free to play, but buy to play, and then not having a sub fee. And, like, because that was part of the taxi video. They're like, oh, I live in Tyria. We yeah. don't pay waypoints or something. And I was like, oh, that's very strange. I do yeah. have to say about the taxi cab video, though, because I watched it again when I was thinking about it for the show notes. Uh, whoever played the male taxi cab driver was a fantastic either i don't know if it was written or he improvised lines but they were some amazing lines yeah he says something about centaurs and the lady's like oh yeah i've heard about the centaur problems he's like you have they're scary i am so scared of centaurs and she's like i can believe it like it's just yeah. this unsuspecting passenger yeah. yeah it um so on you know on the scale of uh kind of strange choices i feel like this is at least at the bottom of the strange choices uh you know criteria or uh, not criteria but you know yes. examples that we have Definitely. um plus it had a pretty good wallpaper so yeah the wallpaper least... was real nice oh, and there was speaking of which there's a sneakily added wallpaper of festivals of the four winds to the guild wars 2 media site so oh yeah if you want a really nice festival of the four winds wallpaper there's one up there Oh, okay. Well, there you go. Um, I feel like that one was there before. Maybe not. Oh, no. Oh, this greenish one? Yeah. That is pretty cool. Um, all right. So, enough ragging on Anet. I feel a little bit bad about that. <laughs> but it was it was a little it was a little weird, guys. Um, <laughs> so, the next one was sort of a behind-the-scenes... Behind-the-scenes talk with Tara Strong, who is a uh, fairly... Uh, prolific voice actress. Uh, she does a lot of a lot of characters. Uh, doesn't she do somebody in My Little Pony? Uh, yes, that's not <laughs> the one I know her for. Is Bubbles in? Uh, oh yeah, Girls. yeah, 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 yeah. She's she's been in a bunch of shows uh, that lots of people like, and she is the voice of Scarlet. Incidentally, mm-hmm. in case anybody hasn't gone to the site or doesn't know that. Um, so I mean, it was it was interesting. It was kind of short, but. Uh, what did like? It was. What did you think about it? I know that we had some things that kind of bugged us a little bit. Uh, overall, I thought it was good. It was nice to hear from the voice actor how she felt about the character, and mm-hmm. I almost wish that we had heard it sooner, just to get like another outside opinion from Anet being like, "Oh yeah, this character is going somewhere, and it's gonna be really cool." Uh, yeah. Yeah, that was that was one thing. That was one impression that I kept getting when I was re- or not reading, watching it was that this felt like the type of thing that would have been really interesting in the middle of the first season once Scarlet had been introduced officially and we didn't know anything about her and if they maybe made the details a little bit more vague, but talking about this idea that her character undergoes changes and mm-hmm. you know that she starts out sane and rational and ends up going um you know p- 
progressively down a darker and crazier path and that that presents interesting challenges for voice actors and you know that kind of stuff might have given a nice tease i guess about this stuff but on the whole a lot of stuff well the recap was you know you only have a recap at the end but some of this stuff felt like it would have been better if it were released in the middle but the the big one that kind of stuck out to i know us and definitely some people on the subreddit mm-hmm. was that you know, she described when she got pitched to her that she, it was basically a British Harley, as in Harley Quinn from, you know, Batman, uh, presumably anyway, um, which is really funny, ironic, yeah. interesting, I get uh, kind of all of those things, because that's one of those things that that's what everybody. I don't know if they called I don't know if it was exactly mockingly, but that's basically whenever anybody talked about Scarlet. They always associated her with Harley. And Anet sort of refused to acknowledge that leading up, you know, like, the entire season. You know, they're like, she's a complex character. (laughs) (laughs) And it's a little bit, it's almost, it's not really frustrating, but it's a little bit eye-rolly to have, like, the voice actress come out and say, yeah, I was pitched with exactly what the community said, and you denied the whole time. Yeah. Um, But, I mean, I don't. I don't care. It was just, it, it was kind of funny. I think it struck a lot of our ears as like, oh, really, Anet? Like, that's that's interesting that you would describe her in that way. <laughs> I I had not made that connection. Yeah, that's pretty spot on <laughs> how I felt about it. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, but anyway, I mean, it was, it was neat. And I mean, I'm always a sucker. I'm always a sucker for behind-the-scenes stuff oh, um, in, in all forms of media because... I love seeing, you know, how how the sausage is made, you know, figuratively speaking. Mm-hmm. Um so, yeah, I mean it was it was interesting. Uh but onto the onto the returning up to the high end of the bell curve, you know, as I previously described. Uh we have a new show for Anet, a new counterpoint to Ready Up. Uh it's called Points of Interest and it's largely focused on PvE. And my guess is that it's going to be largely focused on things about the story and things like that more than PvE balance. I know that some people on the subreddit and other places were, you know, sort of maybe hoping that it would have PvP PvE balance discussion in it. And I just don't think that's realistic to expect that. Um, but did you did you get a chance to watch it yet, Spirit? No, I haven't. No, oh, it's... Oh, I'm sorry. We're prepared. Uh, did you at least read the Dolphy notes? I did. Yes. Is that is that code for I'm currently looking up them right now while we talk about this? Yeah, but we don't need to tell all my secrets. <laughs> <laughs> uh. So it had uh, three cast members, but from the sound of it, the only recurring one is Kate uh, Wel- Welsh. 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 Yes. See, now I'm now I'm uninformed. Uh, I know her first name. Anyway, uh, who is a UI designer for ArenaNet, and she ran a YouTube show that I did not. I've never seen, but. She was clearly very comfortable in front of the camera, and I also definitely took note that she, unlike myself, was taking time to slow down her speech and speak in a more 
uh, focused and coherent manner rather than just sort of rambling quickly uh, as I tend to do. <laughs> but she was very, she very clearly had uh, charisma and was comfortable in front of the camera and was used to doing that type of thing. And she was joined by two other uh, developers, uh, Leif and, uh, oh, see, now I'm blanking on his name and I just, Theo, there we go. Uh, who apparently, so from, from the sounds of it, the, the other two people will be rotating depending on the episode. Um, and it sounds like the intention is to, it's going to run bi-weekly, I believe, uh, doing it every other week with Ready Up and that it's going to be sort of focused on talking about the latest two week patch as it were that will have hit I think will have hit the week that they do their episode, although they may do it in the off weeks. Um, and the types of guests will be people that were involved in some way in making the current content, or perhaps are just relevant in other ways. Um, do you know offhand, this, you may not know this, so don't worry about it, is it going to be at the same time slot as Ready Up, or is it going to be on a different... I believe it's a... I. Wasn't ready up at noon on Fridays? Yeah, I know, because it was when I had class on Fridays last semester, which is why I've, I've seen, like, two episodes of ready up, and I was just wondering if it's going to be in the same time slot. I believe it is. I think that it's going to be one of those things where ready up is every other week now, and this will be every other week? Maybe? And they'll be alternating? Yeah, well, I'm not doing anything right now, so now I can watch it. Yay! Yeah, I, I could be full of it, though. Uh, I, I know that this one is going to be every other week, and I'm fairly certain it will be in the time slot that Ready Up was, but I don't know exactly what's going on with Ready Up gotcha. with regard to that. Um, But, yeah, it was kind of funny. They They sort of talked about it, about being a show about the PvE story and about, you know, they briefly mentioned Season 2 but didn't say anything about it. And then they mentioned season one, but they kind of didn't really talk about season one either. They mostly, again, talked about a few behind-the-scenes things about, say, little pet projects that um, each of them had done during season one and things like that, Mm -hmm. Uh, which uh, to me is interesting. It was just sort of funny that it seemed like that wasn't the focus of the show that they had just finished describing. (laughs) Right. Uh, but, you know, it is it is what it is, I guess. Well, I can't really uh, say anything about season two until we have it. Otherwise, it'll be spoilers and we'll be Oh, sad. no, sure. Sure. I don't expect them to really talk about things ahead of time. Although some people, once again, were, you know, sort of complaining about that. But I think that that's kind of ridiculous. You can't expect that. Um, <laughs> you can't expect that type of thing. But... Yeah, I mean, they, they, they sort of meandered around. It, it was funny. It actually reminded me of us and other podcasts, how it seemed like they sort of were just uh, meandering around topics and they didn't necessarily have, <laughs> like, they got they got sidetracked when they were talking about things, which kind of amused me. Oh, yeah. That, that's, uh, that's a hallmark of podcasts. Yeah, exactly. That It gave it an air of legitimacy that <laughs> clearly, clearly they uh, they don't, you know. But, um, yeah, it was fun. If you're interested in that kind of thing, especially in the behind the scenes, like developer talk about what they worked on or, or, you know, ideas. Oh, they, they had a call out at that sham, that shaman, which was extremely funny. Um, you know, they, they were sitting and, and I was watching it, 
live and I, and he was in chat that shaman was in chat and you know one of the one of the developers said something about you know well we try to keep it as tight as we can but you know sometimes many of you you know will go on reddit or places like that and see data mines like any of the threads that that shaman has created and you know we kind of we kind of love him and kind of hate him and <laughs> you know he uh he finds he finds our dead bodies from the story that were once <laughs> prototyped out, or he he just goes and digs them out, you know, like how original or you know how originally Marjorie or Casimir was gonna die, and then they they sort of prototyped it and then scrapped it, but mm-hmm. that was data mined, and so it was kind of funny, like the chat exploded, um, as you might imagine, and yes. it was it was definitely funny to have you know, have a specific person call out who is actually watching the chat. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a new way to do, interact with the devs, and hopefully that'll sort of bring down some some of the spamming of questions in ReadyUp that aren't really related uh, to what ReadyUp is supposed to be. Yes, that is a personal pet peeve of mine. Yeah, but unfortunately... They still don't really have a PvE balance show, and that's something that most people care a lot about. And then there's always going to be the people that are always going to be crying about spoilers. So yeah. they've got they've got some challenges ahead of themselves for <laughs> in terms of content in terms of content moderating, I guess. So anyway, it's a cool show. Points of interest. Uh, it was it was fun. I I enjoyed it. So I would advise to to tune in if you're into that kind of thing. So, I guess it's time to move on to our mailbag. We have mail. Uh, what's that? We have mail. It's exciting. We, yeah, why don't, you, why don't you cover it since it's uh, somebody from somebody from the guild sent us at least one of these. Yeah, uh, actually Smokey sent us both links on different days. But, uh, first of all, we got a lovely email from Smokey, who sent us the Season 2 Living Story theme on the harp and flute cover played by the Traveling Bobos, for which there will be a link in the description. If you're not familiar with them, it's a group of two players who both play a Sarah characters. I don't really know much else about them, but they do fantastic musical covers of anything and everything with all of the Guild Wars 2 instruments, and they're very cool to watch. Very very talented <laughs> I've tried yeah, that's playing awesome. a flute and it's just horrendous I hate how Gilders 2's musical instruments work yeah so well I'm completely them. musically untalented anyway so I have bought a couple just for fun but I'm terrible at it the best that I can do is uh, the intro jingle to Harry Potter on the bells I get and... about three notes and then I go god this is quarter second delay hurts me it does really. I like. I I play the organs. I've done the both of the organs, like the the one in Caledon, and the one in Ebonhawk. But I can't stand the the delay on the portable instruments. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a little weird. But anyway, uh, yeah, it's a it's a good video. You should watch it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got some added bonus. <laughs> Uh, anyway, and so then the other one was uh, a Reddit thread, and was was that uh, his Reddit thread or somebody else in RO? I forgot. No, that was his. He wrote it. Uh, yeah. Um, 
you want to talk about that or should I intro on that? Uh, kind of lead in? do that. Okay, so the thread was called The Lens Through Which We View the Game, and it's actually a topic that I think is interesting and worth reading or thinking about if you ever want to have any kind of detailed discussion about really anything. Um, it's basically the idea that, uh, sort of a set of ideas, but that people enjoy different aspects of things, and they... Um, we, one one product may be better or worse at certain aspects in particular, which may lead certain people liking that more or less. And similarly, when you're talking about uh, a product, so in this case a game, obviously, but he also uses movies as an example, it's sort of counterproductive to be trying to make suggestions that go counter to what the focus of that game is or that product like, if you have a puzzle game, for example, um, trying to shoehorn in first-person shooter mechanics might not really make sense. And there's... So in MMOs specifically is the is the example. You know, he's saying that, like, typical MMOs frequently focus on things like character progression and on difficulty of content and on difficulty of acquisition of items and, um, you know, rare, rare loot, things like that. And that those are their focal points, and that Guild Wars 2 is one of the first MMOs that seems to focus actually on almost none of those things and tends to focus more strongly on story or, in my opinion, more explicitly storytelling uh, the idea of of experiencing a story together rather than necessarily the quality of the writing of said story, mm-hmm. um, which isn't meant to be a jab, but the idea that the the living story is evolving and we're getting to, you know, participate in this story as it goes is a very unique thing, um, and that sense of um, sort of cooperative moments that get made with people that are sort of these experiences, I guess, and also things like exploration, and that those have tended to be the major focuses of Guild Wars 2, and those are all those are all fairly atypical in the MMO scene, and so it seems fairly clear that those are Anet's intended goals for the most part, and so when you're having discussions about Guild Wars 2, it's not really productive to be like harping on about other MMO mechanics that play to those MMOs focus because those systems would be wholly unsupported in a game like Guild Wars 2 because that's not the focus of the game. Mm-hmm. Um which is not to say that we can't talk about things like raids or um like hard mode content or things like that, but that you should you should be aware and of it's so, sort of like your target audience, where your target audience is the people that are making the game. And also be aware that what is... Try not to get into discussions in which you're talking at sort of orthogonal angles to one another, where you're saying, this game is great because blah, and the other person is saying, this game is terrible because some other thing. And you're not... You can both feel that way because those are because you're the types of people that like different kinds of content Mm 
and that doesn't necessarily make either of you right or wrong but it's it's worth keeping in mind when you're having a discussion like this um, anyway so that was my takeaway but it's something it's something that we've talked about multiple times you know that this is you know x is the guild wars way of doing it or this may work in other mmos but i would hate it here or things like that um so anyway, it's it's an interesting read. It's uh, it looks like I wrote it in terms of how long it is. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, we've, we'll we'll put the link in the show notes. Uh, did you have anything to add to that? Uh, not really. I guess yeah, it may be important for me to think of it that way because I I tend to think of MMOs as these all around things where they. Mm. They try to do so many things, and it's important to remember that within that there are more focuses. Yeah, there are there are more subtypes, and that's you know, I mean, you you even see it indirectly when people call something a WoW clone. You know, it's because it's doing the same things, and mm-hmm. not every MMO needs to do those same things. But if you aren't doing those same things, you shouldn't expect the same results. Right. You know, like. If you don't want a lot of grind and you don't want checklist questing and you don't want, you know, hardcore lockout timers and you don't want, you know, all of these things. Well, if somebody's not going to do those things, they're not going to come to the same end game because that's what the end game that you're used to is built upon. Like one does not simply throw a raid into Guild Wars 2. <laughs> You know what I mean? It doesn't, yeah. it just wouldn't mean the same thing. And it would get in there and it would either turn a lot of people off or they'd finish it because it's a Guild Wars 2 style thing. And then they'd be like, where's the content? This isn't a real raid. It's like, well, you know, eh, yeah. <clears throat> so but, what I took away from that is Elite Dungeons. Uh, <laughs> Elite Dungeons, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. I mean, there's there's precedence for those types of things in Guild Wars 1, especially. Um, and, you know, I've, I've discussed with other people sort of the difference between raiding and elite dungeons and, and sort of the, the hows and the whys and the whats and the, the way that Guild Wars 1 did it is much more appealing to me. And I think to many Guild Wars, or I shouldn't say Guild Wars players, because there are players of Guild Wars that love those other types of MMOs as well, Mm -hmm. but I feel like the way that they did the Elite Dungeons in Guild Wars 1 is much more in line with the type of gameplay experience they're trying to deliver than a WoW-style, you know, weak lockout raid that takes six hours to beat or whatever. God, that sounds horrendous. <laughs> yeah, like, that sounds awful to me. And But that's fine. There's peop- There's tons, there's literally millions of people that like that. Yep. And that's absolutely fine. But you shouldn't expect that type of implementation in Guild Wars 2. <laughs> I would I would say anyway. I'm in agreement. Yeah. So it yeah, anyway. But that's uh that's our mail sack. We uh, love getting feedback and we love it if people link us things because as much as we usually try and keep up on things, things always slip by us. So uh we always love to read always love to read mail and feedback. So I think it's time to Move on to the segment of the show that only Kate can deliver. Oh, it's my favorite one. Uh, today it's Cast Cast, the lovely shade of gray cast about Christian made the show notes gray cast in the style of mediocrity, because that's what gray reminds me of. Uh, 
this weekend cast cast i have almost nothing for you guys there's just been nothing going on you guys uh the dnt dungeon speed clear is going to be next weekend i talked about that last week on the show uh but a brief recap is there's going to be a competitive pve event with over I can't remember how much gold. Uh, ArenaNet donated a whole bunch of gems. It's going to be sponsored by ArenaNet. There's over a thousand gold and prizes to be given away. Uh, and they're going to have side-by-side -side streams of it, for which I will probably tweet the links, because I presume the links will go out on the day. But I will keep you guys posted on that, if that's something you want to see. Um, and that will be Saturday, June 28th in the afternoon sometime because it's going to be a, a, blah, 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 a Europe and North America friendly time zone. So I presume it's in the afternoon. Uh, and that's that's it. That's all I've got. There's nothing going on. Yeah, unless we want to give a uh, sort of friendly shout out to Points of Interest, because that's almost like a community show. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> but, not, wait. but not really. Somebody hit their 100th episode. It was, I think it was Chronicles of Tyria. No. I don't remember if I gave them a shout out, but yeah, shout out guys. Shout out to whichever other podcast just hit episode 100. I'm <laughs> I... sorry that we don't remember your name at this very moment, <laughs> but we just woke up and this is our second attempt at this episode. Yeah, it'll be in the wheel of morality, I'll explain. <laughs> I do uh, yeah, I think it's time. I think it's time to move on to the wheel of morality. Turn, turn, turn. Tell us a lesson that we should learn, Kate. Coffee may keep you awake. The coffee does not cure a morning case of the dumb. That is good. Uh, I'm also going to throw in that sometimes technical problems can be beyond your comprehension, and if it's failing, don't go to the laptop which hasn't updated Windows, because there is the path of folly. Also, living rooms are not for people. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> apparently. <clears throat> But, uh, yeah, I think that's it. Fairly short episode this... <clears throat> oh, excuse me. Fairly short episode this week. Um, but, you know, not not too much to talk about. But next week, is that right? No. The week after that, The Living Story will have kicked off, and we'll have plenty of exciting things to talk about. Next week, we'll see. Maybe we'll get some, some sick previews or something. So... Anyway, uh, thanks for joining us this episode, and we will see you all in the future. That was another episode of Relics of War. If you'd like to get involved, you can find us on any social networking site such as Facebook, Twitter, Steam, and many more, just by looking up Relics of War. That's Relics of O-R-R. -R. Similarly, if you'd like to send us mail, you can send that to relicsoforr at gmail.com, or go to our website, relicsofor.com, where you can record right there on the front page using our WordPress widget. Just put on a headset and give us your feedback. Or if you feel more comfortable with it, you can go ahead and just record the audio and send it to us as an OGG or an MP3 file. If you'd like to join us in-game, send a whisper to Cole, C-O-E-H-L, and Nexi, A-N-E-K-S-I, C-Squirrel Run, that's a C, and then Squirrel, and then Run, or Spirit Face to get in contact with us or join the guild. Last, we always love the comments, so if you want to go to our main site and start commenting on some of the posts that we've got or join our forums, you can have fun with that. If you listen to us on iTunes, you can find our page on the market and just leave a comment or a rating that you feel that we deserve. We appreciate that. We'll read them on the show. 